0: So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the ASIAL podcast. Today we are talking to Jason Brown, National Security Director for TELUS, all about International Security Officers Day. Uh, Jason, welcome back to the program.
1: Thanks very much, John, it's good to be back.
0: Now, Jason, can you tell us a little bit about what is International Security Officers Day? Because you were instrumental in kicking this off with uh, George Chin, who also played a a part in developing this idea?
1: Look, it's it's something that is dear to my heart for a number of reasons. Um, I've been involved in security for 40 years, I guess, and I've always seen that the people at front of house often do not get the recognition that they deserve. The men and women who manage the front gate, manage the desks, the passes, respond to incidents, um, they are often treated like part of the furniture. And often also they're not part of the organisation directly that they're looking after. But in my work with them and my um, support that I've got from them, um, I found they did become part of it if you as a manager or a leader engage with them, and that not only had the effect of making their jobs worthwhile, it also got a better result in terms of the services that you contracted for. That is the protection of your organisation. And so um, I was with George. We were at the ASIAL uh, ASIAL event um, for the trade show, and it was terrific. And George said, you know, is anyone doing anything for our... um, Guard Force, of our security officers, we've got these other recognitions, um, and he said, I think we really need to do something. We should have a day where everyone who's providing that service is recognised. We have days for nurses, we have days for doctors, we have International Women's Day, but we have people working 24 by 7 who are looking after us And they're just not often seen or identified. And they're often not even thanked for the efforts they put in. And I said, George, you're absolutely right. This is something we should do. So we talked to a few people. We talked with ASIO. We talked to other leaders in security. We talked to the Australian Security Medals Foundation who were focusing on recognizing outstanding performance and bravery. But we said, look, we actually need to make sure that everyone who's providing our protection 24 by seven understands that it matters and we care. And that's sort of how it started.
0: Excellent. So from there, can you maybe tell us a little bit about what's involved in International Security Officers Day and, and what people can do to
1: get involved? I think, John, we wanted to keep it simple. You know the most important thing? If you can convince the staff of your business or organisation, to say hello and to say thank you for looking after us on that day and just recognise that people are there. Um, I'll just tell a quick story to illustrate how important that is. Sometime after we'd had that discussion and I was thinking about how we might do this, I went to the big Garden Island Naval Depot at Sydney where there's a guardhouse and there was a a young man and a young woman there um, providing security services, pass entry. And I said to them, well, what do you think about this? And they didn't answer me directly. They turned around and looked at each other. And uh, the woman said, at last, someone is thinking about us. And they clapped their hands together like like this, you know, above their head. And I just thought, wow, I've actually, I've underestimated this. I've underestimated the feeling that actually recognising people's services in a very simple way would do. So the idea was... So start, make sure we recognise people. Then also that we can do things like promote the concept that that the security service provision that we get from our guard force and others is something that should be celebrated, that's something that should be recognised, without whom we wouldn't be safe in a lot of our environments. You know, if you're a person having to go to the car park at the bottom of the building late at night, there's some assurance that it's being monitored at the control centre. If you've got a business where you've got, in my case with TALIS, we have weapons and explosives on behalf of the Defence Department, I want to know that our Guard Force is there 100% of the time and 100% responsive. So I'm asking a lot of people who are often underpaid and um, and, and more importantly, not always recognised for the effort they make. So that was sort of the background to it. We think, I mean, it's possible to put up signage, have a morning tea, have an afternoon tea, but, you know, it's just really important that people in your organisation say good day. And on, that, and on the 24th of the 7th, say thank you, you know, thanks for looking after us all year. That's all it needs, and it makes such a difference to people. It's extraordinary.
0: Yeah, and my understanding is that the date 24th of July was chosen specifically because it's the 24th of the 7th, and that represents the 24-7 nature of security work. And really, International Security Officers Day is is like any other sort of international health or wellness day where you know we don't need to make a big song and dance. As you pointed out, the whole point of the day, and correct me if I'm wrong, is simply to... Do nothing more than if you see a security officer, male, female, whoever it may be, just simply smile, nod and say, thank you. That's
1: all we need to do. Absolutely. You know, that, that good, A, eh? Thanks for looking after us over the year or thanks for looking after um, my family, whatever it might be. Um, being able to recognise that someone is doing something worthwhile. And, um, you know, I'll tell another story that illustrates how important it is um, when I was Head of Defence Security, we, I had a very big guard force for like Russell officers, multiple buildings. And I'd always make a point, if there was a change in the security environment, to have a chat with them. Because they were our first line of defence. And it wasn't, the, the army wasn't the first line of defence. It was the guard force who was hired to do that. And um, a couple of years later, this young fellow, um, or more than a few, about five years later, this young fellow said, um, uh, hello, Mr Brown, do you remember me? And I said, look, I know your face. And he said, yes, but but not in this context. I said, that's right. He said, And uh, he said, well, I was the guard at um, Russell I. And I said, right, of course. Well, he said, you shared that information with me and it inspired me to get a career in security. He went back, he got his licensing and certification, then he went on to university and now he got a job actually in defence security, providing security policy and advice. So... You just don't know what the capabilities are of some of those people at the front door. This young fella, 20-year-old at the time, you know, I could have treated him like part of the furniture, but I engage with him. And that's what I want leaders and managers to do, engage with their security service provider. Give them some opportunities. And you know what? They'll end up as loyal to you and your company as they are to the company that's providing their salaries through through, uh, their business.
0: Yeah, and I think... You know, it's a really important management principle too. anyone who's worked in management understands that it's just as important to catch your people doing something right, if not more important to catch your people doing something right than it is to catch them doing something wrong. And unfortunately, the security industry is one of those industries where it seems to cop a lot more criticism than many other industries whether it be through uh, things that have happened recently in Melbourne around coronavirus or whether it be, uh, you know, some incidents that might happen in nightclubs or entertainment venues or all sorts of things. There's a lot of media attention around the things that don't necessarily go to plan. And and we all know the old adage, you know, man plans and the universe smiles and laughs. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, It's really important to, on those days when we can, say to the people who are doing this stuff, we know you've got a tough job. We understand that you deserve to be rewarded. And just, you know, thank you very much. Which brings me to the next part. We've said how individuals can just participate by smiling and nodding at a guard and saying thank you. But for those companies who employ security personnel and for those companies who are end users of security
1: personnel, what can they do? Well, we've got some information about the things that people can do that can be made available, and we'll have links up to get to that. But some of them are really simple. If if you're uh, doing a briefing for your shift, that's the day to bring the extra cake. That's the day to bring some form of recognition. Um, it's also getting it out through the company, letting everyone know in your company um, without naming any brand names. Um, if you've got a uh, if you've got a man person power um, uh, provider, make sure every one of your staff knows it 's that day and knows you're thinking about it um, so I think there's lots of things you can do if you're one of the regional managers that goes out to sites uh, on a daily basis on that day, carry that message with you and um, I think there's some of the things you can do. I know one of the security firms has adopted the logo and put a year badge on it they've just had a recast so so if you want to do that, their logo is available and you can organize that sort of thing. There's banners that can be printed off to be put up uh, and all those can be made available.
0: Yeah. And for those people who are looking for those sorts of resources, like the logo just over my shoulder here, um, and the banners that Jason's alluding to, there's also a, a video available that helps promote International Security Officers Day and tells people a bit more about what it's worth. You'll find those links below in the description of the video here. You can also go through the ASIAL website. They have links to the resources on a, uh, an ISOD page or International Security Officers Day page there. And really, honestly, we would encourage everyone and anyone to get involved. As Jason pointed out before, if you're a security manager um, and perhaps you don't necessarily get out to visit all the sites, go to the sites that you don't normally go to. If you're the general manager of a security company, today or the 24th of the 7th would be a great day to send an email out to all of your staff, maybe with that video that we pointed to below uh, attached saying, thank you very much. We appreciate all of your efforts. Um, you know, Again, if you're the general manager or the CEO of a security company, maybe send that video and that email out to all of your clients saying, are you aware that this is International Security Officers Day? Uh, So, Jason, just in closing, any final thoughts for those people or any words of encouragement for those people who are on the front line in such a difficult year as this year uh, to help them celebrate International Security Officers Day?
1: Look, I I, um, think if we can get out to all those on the front line and let them know it's on, I think that's really important. And if people do stop to chat... They should be able to tell them about it. That would be great. If, if if I was to pull into the uh, TALIS, um major works here in Bendigo, they have a guard post at the front. Um, they have a rotating team that goes through there. It would be great, and I know they will find out because um, my security folk will make sure they do. But to be able to go in and say, you know, it's... Uh, International Security Officers day to day. Thank you, and they can they will know about it. You know, so I think it's really important that the um, service provider firms get that information out so people are aware, and uh, also companies who employ them. I'll be going out to the forum of Australian security executives. Um, pointing them in this direction. And I know uh, some of the major companies involved now are are, are big employers of security services, and they're the sort of men and women in that group who understand why this is important.
0: Yeah. And look, ladies and gentlemen, this is a tough year. Um, You know, the security industry has had to cope with a lot this year in the COVID crisis, and there's gonna be a lot more to come over the coming months. Uh, I would suggest, please, on 24-7, if you're celebrating International Security Officers Day, when you're celebrating International Security Officers Day, take photos. Everyone's got a camera phone. Take some photos of those celebrations. Maybe take some video and email them into ASIAL at the link below. Send fantastic stories about great stuff that your guards have done to to the email link or to ASIAL. Uh, because we want those really good stories that we can share with everyone. And also, go and have a look at the Australian Security Medals Foundation Awards. Uh, There's some amazing and inspiring stories there about things that security officers have done over the course of the last couple of years that have been uh, given awards. I mean, both Jason and I, who've been involved with that for a long time, could tell you some incredible stories. One comes to mind, Jason, I don't know if you remember about... um, Uh, a somewhat senior female security officer, probably in her late 50s, early 60s, who was working in a court in Toowoomba when two groups of uh, individuals came in and they'd been on opposite sides of a a hearing in the past. Um, And one group set upon a particular individual and proceeded to literally kick the living daylights out of him in the foyer of the court area. This female, I believe her name was Cheryl, who was working there at the time, she literally lay down on top of the person being assaulted and protected him with her own body. Because she wasn't a defensive tactics expert. She's not going to take on, you know, a ton of armed guys. She lay down and protected this guy with her own physical person. And to me that is just astounding. If that doesn't deserve celebrating, then I really don't know what does. Yeah.
1: And that's only one of the fabulous stories uh, that we discovered in the Metals Foundation work, and uh, and that's ongoing. There's a new board and others, but uh, I support it. Um, and I, if anyone ever wants to talk about it, I can tell many of those stories, whether it's disarming someone uh, who doused the shopping mall area with petrol and uh, another one uh, where someone took the beatings to protect some children. I mean, there's lots and lots yeah. of stories.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was one that leaps to mind for me about a security officer that pulled a gentleman off uh, the the Sydney Harbour Bridge who managed yep. to cut himself up on the wire and and was holding the gentleman. The gentleman was trying to commit suicide because he'd been diagnosed with HIV and uh, he was bleeding all over the security guard. And the security guard held on to him until police and ambulance arrived. And I think it took about thirty minutes for them to arrive on site. And when the police were interviewing him afterwards and said, you know you knew this guy had HIV. He's bleeding everywhere. Why did you hang on to him? Why were you putting yourself at that level of risk? And he said, because that's my job.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. The stuff that people in this industry do with little or no thanks, um, and they're certainly not doing it for the praise, and they're certainly not doing it for the money. So the least we can do is help them celebrate on International Security Officers Day and show them that they're worth it.
1: Absolutely, uh, John. I think uh, it's not much to ask, but we're asking it. So uh, get out there and recognise these men and women who are looking after us every day.
0: Absolutely. Just a smile and a nod and a thanks. That's all it takes. Jason, thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thanks, John. It's a pleasure. And I'll do it um, whenever it's required to support the men and women out there in the field.
0: Absolutely. And for people looking for those resources that we alluded to during this podcast, Again, if you're listening to the podcast, then go to the ASIO website or on their podcast page where you may have found this. And all the links to those resources will be down there if you want to create banners or posters or whatever it may be. If you want to see the video, that will be there as well. If you're watching this podcast, then just have a look in the YouTube description below. Uh, you'll find all of those things there. And we look forward to catching you on the next podcast. Thank you very much.